What's up, you riggedy fraggedy fracks? What's going on? Uh, this, uh, what do we got? We got, uh, this episode of the Sean Boyles Podcast is brought to you by the Anchor app. The Anchor app is where you want to go if you want to do a podcast. They're very, very easy creation tools, editing, and the like uh, make it very, very easy for you to do a podcast. And if you do it right, you can make money. You can make money with a zero minimum listenership, meaning you don't have to have a big audience. You just have to have a very generous audience. And uh, they'll donate to your podcast. Uh, Go to anchor.fm, download it to your phone or your computer. The Anchor app will also upload your podcast to all the podcast platforms, Spotify, Google's, uh, Apple, uh, Apple Podcasts, all of them, all of them. Get at it, son. Uh, what else we got? We got dates. We got dates. Your boy's got shit going on. October 30th. Uh, let, first of all, let me apologize for the, the shows that I've had to cancel. Um, getting the Rona and all that shit kind of keeps you from being able to do shit. So, uh, I didn't do some shows. Anyway, uh, October 30th. Uh, October 30th at S27 Ales in San Jose. Comedy show. Uh, the next night. Or not, not not the next night, but two nights from then. Uh, November 1st at Lily Max in Sunnyvale doing comedy. Uh, November 6th, playing drums with hazards, music's hardcore stuff at the Elegant Pub in um, San Jose. Just added. Um, I'm playing with the machines again. <laughs> um just added uh, November 24th. I believe this is the night before Thanksgiving. Um, I fucked that up. I didn't do the fucking thing. Let's stop that one and start it again at the right spot. Anyway. Um, there we go. Um, <laughs> November 24th. Uh, like I said, the night before Thanksgiving. Um the Yet Watch Chinese restaurant in San Rafael. December 14th, I will be back in the North Bay at Sally Tomatoes. December 18th, with Hazards at the Caravan with War Tongue. And then January 14th, at Three Disciples doing comedy up in Santa Rosa. Check it out, son. And as always, music heard here on the Sean Boyles podcast is not owned or copywritten by the Sean Boyles podcast. I, I, let's deal with it. Let's do a podcast, you dirty dirties. It's the Sean Boyles podcast. That's me. Music, comedy, drums, 
Boyles episode 110. Oh man, have we gotten into it? We got we got some stuff going on here. Um, update on uh, Rona Gate <laughs> over here at the compound at the um, so um, the wife took ill. We took uh, we've got we, we've. So when I got the Rona, we went and got her a test, right? We got her a test right away. She didn't have it. And then I sent her off to her friend's house for a week. She comes back. She's home for a couple of days. She starts feeling a little ill. We go get her another test. That test comes back negative. That's two tests, both negative within a 10-day span. She starts feeling even worse. We decide to go get another test because all her symptoms are checking off all the boxes of um, of Rona's COVIDities. And um, so we go get another test and this is a, you know, a good throw test done through Kaiser. It takes a day or so to get your results back. We get those results back negative, still negative. Then we figure, well, she's just got a gnarly flu. She's just got a flu. Um, but this gnarly flu has been doing flu stuff for like shit five days now. Now, my symptoms felt like a cold for the first two or three days, turned into a gnar flu for two days, and then I started feeling better. She has had a steady sort of body ache, chills, feeling sort of feverish, uh, sore throat, headache, a stiff neck uh, going on. And the symptoms have not uh, gotten worse or better. They're just kind of maintaining a sort of, I don't know, six or seven level. Um, on a scale of one to ten, sitting there like a six or seven sort of flu, just sitting there. She uh, called the advice nurse at Kaiser, and they said, "It sounds like you got the Rona." So now we don't know what to think. Um, hospital says maybe you got it. Sounds like you got it because I had it. Now here's where the rub is. Um, she feels that, um, when she was gone and we decided, I, I thought we decided that, uh, she would come home on a certain day. And when she got home, it was at the 10 day mark of me being sick. Uh, information I got from Kaiser, numerous emails and phone calls with recorded messages saying that um you you should quarantine for 10 days 
uh, starting at the first time you felt symptoms. Well, when she came home, that was day 10. Um, be it that she feels like she might have got the Rona. She feels that, and I sort of feel too, maybe that was too soon. Because CDC says 14 days. And then when she talked to the advice nurse today, she told her 14 days. So maybe we brought her home early and maybe I was still contagious and maybe she got it from me. Thus, I feel terrible. I feel fucking terrible um, that, you know, that she came home and then she got sick because I was still contagious. So, um, so she's upset with me, actually. <laughs> so uh, in the... Um, as I've told you many times, I do the podcast from a workshop that is on the property where I rent a studio apartment in the ma- in the basement of another man's house. Um, I am actually living in the workshop temporarily. Now, uh, my landlord, uh, whose son also lived here for a long time, um, when his son moved out, he moved a... Um, well, he had his bed and he had gotten a new bed at one point. So his, his little twin bed mattress ended up in the storage that's underneath the house, which is next to my unit. And, um, (laughs) when, um, when my landlord wasn't home or if he was home and as to not disturb his father, um, the landlord's son would grab his boyhood mattress, put it out here in the workshop, and bang the shit out of his grinder dates. I am sleeping on the grinder date mattress. That's right. I don't know if it's soiled. I don't know if it's 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 fouled. I don't know what kind of dried up man spunk is all over this mattress, but I am staying out in the workshop on the grinder date mattress and it's glorious. I'm having a good old time out here. It's uh it's not cold. I got a little space heater. I've used it sparingly. Uh it rained last night and I could hear the rain banging on the roof of the of the workshop. I uh, fell asleep easy. Not it's it's been not so bad. It's been not so bad living out here in the workshop. There's a little mini fridge out here. I go and grab. She made a big old thing of chili. I go grab a bowl of chili. I heat it up and then I come out here. I eat my chili at the workbench. It's um, it ain't so bad. So I'm staying away from the sick wife as to not get sick again. Which I don't know how that works. I don't know if. Uh, do you do you get sick again? I don't know. How does how does that all how does that all work? I have no idea. But um that's what we're doing. We're um staying separate. Uh so maybe for a week or so I'm out here on the uh on the grinder date mattress. Good times. Um so yeah, I had a uh, I had a show this week. I'm supposed to play with Hazards at the Knockout in San Francisco. I canceled that. That would have been last night. Canceled that. I had rehearsals all scheduled for this week. Canceled all of those. Um, 
not that I'm still sick. I just kind of didn't want to push myself. Didn't want to push. I didn't know. Going into this week, I wasn't sure what my stamina was going to be like for uh, for working all day and um, and then trying to do rehearsals and, and or shows or whatever. So I didn't want to risk... Didn't want to risk being, um, I don't know, being whack, you know, being slow, being weak, being, um, I don't know, subpar, not being able to play like a champ, I not being able to be back there and destroy my drums, you know, just having a good time, you know what I mean? And 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 uh, I didn't want to, um, I didn't want to half-ass it, you know what I mean? It's one thing. If I feel like I can't play the way I know I can play, fuck it. I ain't going to do it. Ain't no half-stepping, son. So, um, so on Sunday when we were, uh, we went to go get her, uh, her second test. And, uh, we decided, well, if, you know, if you are sick, let's, you know, get groceries. Let's get all the things you need. Let's get your medicines over the counter stuff as we need to, um, uh, we went to Home Depot for, s- not that they have medicine and shit there, but there was something that she needed from Home Depot. Oh, she needed a box. She needed a box, like a moving box type of thing, because she has something she needs to ship out. Um, but we're in the Home Depot, and um, here we are, what, a couple weeks away from Halloween? Home Depot, which you know, a few weeks ago had a pretty involved Halloween decorated, you know, section, big, tall statue things to put in the lawn, you know, creepy guys with lights in the eyes and and all kinds of Halloween decorations. Here we are two weeks before Halloween. That shit has been scrapped and it's all Christmas decorations. There was no Halloweeners in the Home Depot anymore. It's like Halloween already happened and they got the Christmas shit up and out already. The fucking fake reindeers and, and, and wreaths and lights and all your Christmas shit that you that, that you can get at the Home Depots is out and proud. And the um, Halloween shit's gone. <laughs> if your last minute Halloween decoration shopping at the Home Depot, don't do it. You won't find a goddamn thing because they fucking took all that shit out, son. I thought it was pretty crazy. <laughs> pretty crazy that uh, <coughs> that all that shit was gone. Um, so as uh, like I said last week, I was gonna get into what I binge watched over my um, my quarantine. I binge watched a few things, some things that I uh, were curious. As to uh, what it was all about, heard good things, so I checked it. And then other things, as I was just flipping through, I was like, oh, fuck it, let's watch this, you know what I mean? Um, in no particular order, because I don't remember what I watched first and what I watched didn't, or what I watched, you know. Um, I watched um, I watched The Queen's Gambit. Am I saying that right, Gambit? Um, I thought it was cool. Uh, sort of sucks you in, right? wasn't bad um i don't know if that would be something that could really happen it's kind of like um i haven't seen too much of it but that uh 
the marvelous Miss Mabel or whatever, right? Is that what it, is that what it's called? Uh, I think it's on. Is it on Prime, or maybe it was on Showtime or something? About the um, the woman who becomes a stand-up comic uh, in the fifties or something, or maybe early sixties, in and around uh, the Lenny Bruce era when Lenny Bruce is getting busted for saying foul things and getting arrested for um, for lewd speech in public. Uh, it kind of had that sort of vibe to it, right? Where it's a young girl doing something that is not really a thing that young girls do. Uh, but it was cool. It was done well. I, I, I dug it. Uh, Chicky Poo was definitely... Uh, into some pills and alcohols. Uh, what else did I watch? I watched uh, I watched Midnight Mass, which is a, a limited series thing that was on uh, the Netflix, and it 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 it, it sort of intrigued me and it held my attention for a while, and then um, a couple things happened that kind of took me out of it, just because again I get hung up on details that just. It make me go no, that no, they'd be that, no. That's not what that wouldn't be happening. They they ended up out on a boat. They ran a little rowboat, and they're in this like it's kind of they're out in the ocean. They would have been out in the ocean, and they're in and and the green. So obviously, it's a green screen sort of setup, right? Because they're not really out in the ocean in this little rowboat, but. The, the 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 choppiness of the water that they're showing on the green screen is not reflected at all in the movement of the people in the rowboat or the rowboat itself. The people were standing there pretty still as they were having their conversation, and it didn't look like the boat was moving at all, but yet the background showing of the waves, that that little rowboat should have been rocking. And it's a dumb detail to get hung up on. But as soon as I was like, nah. and then, and then the, the series itself started to sort, I just, ah, I was disappointed on how it sort of went. You know, when you find out, I, okay. Yeah. Uh, I guess I should say spoiler alerts on everything that I've watched that I'm going to mention. I will spoil it for you. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry if you hadn't watched uh, the Queen's Gambit and I just ruined it. I didn't really say anything. Right? She was she plays chess and she's hooked on pills and and alcohol. Um, but this uh this Midnight Mass thing, you know, I the religious stuff always sort of intrigues me because you know it, the way they show it, it can be really spooky, especially if you're you know, super into religion. For me, I just kind of go, <laughs> you're scared for no reason. But, um, I don't know, just the turn, once you find out that the, that the, that the, 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 the priest that has come in is the old guy and, and there's a demon, what they call an angel and they're kind of, his life's blood is sort of making him do the things that they're doing and the sort of vampire type people that ends up turning into it just 
once it turned into fucking vampires, I was like, fuck this thing, man. Ah, I was, it just, it, I don't know. It just didn't go the way I hoped it would have. Uh, what else did I watch? I watched Moonbase 8. And I don't remember what platform that's on, but it is super silly. It's uh, John C. Riley, um, Fred Armistead, and um, some guy I'd never seen before. Basically, it's uh, a NASA program where they're training these people to um, get ready to live on the moon. And they're simulating living on the moon out in the Arizona desert or some shit like that, which is bananas because it's fucking Arizona desert. And it's hot. Be fucking crazy hot out there. But, uh, you know, they got the full spacesuits on and they're rolling around in little moon rovers and, you know, but it's, you know, and and from what I've heard, it, like a lot of it was improv a lot of the dialogue between, you know, they had their thing that they're doing, but uh, some of the dialogue was, was improv. I think, I think that's what I heard. Anyway, pretty funny, pretty silly. It wasn't like hold my belly, laugh out loud kind of funny, but it was, it was fun. It was super fun. Uh, I, uh, I, I had started Reservation Dogs and I finished it during a quarantine uh, that's an excellent series. You really get into uh, what those kids are into, you know, the little badass little kids, and you start really digging what they're doing. And there's a cast of colorful characters throughout the thing. Pretty good little series. Let's see what season two does whenever they release that. Um, I watched, uh, I saw a title for a movie that, I had never seen the title. I I never heard of this movie, and so I was sort of intrigued because of it was uh, it was Jason Bateman, and he's um, he's always good in everything I've seen him in. He's got a certain sort of a certain way about his characters. It, there's a lot of similarity in all like his that snarky, sarcastic, you know, thing. Um, this was a movie called Bad Words. It was from a few years ago, I think. I think it said 20, 2014, maybe even. Um, hilarious fucking movie. God damn, I laughed my dick off at this movie. It is ridiculous. Uh, so he's a he's a forty year old man that has found a loophole in the spelling bee competition that is usually reserved for children, he has found a loophole that makes it so that him as a 40-year-old man can uh, enter the spelling bee, and he just fucking destroys everybody because apparently he's got a photographic memory, and he's been a um, a copy editor for the last who knows how many years. So he's going around to the sp- local spelling bees and then the national spelling bee and just destroying children and then getting into their heads, pulling pranks on children, saying ridiculously wild shit to spelling bee nerds. And it's fucking funny. I really laughed. It's a great, funny movie, and I never had seen it before. It's called Bad Words. Check it out. Um, What else did I watch? Oh, and this is, um, I watched The Hateful Eight. 
Uh, it was on Netflix. I didn't watch the extended version. I just watched the regular version. And um, about halfway through The Hateful Eight, I came to a conclusion that, um, well... Overrated. I know I'm going to piss people off with this one. Quentin, Quentin Tarantino movies are over-fucking-rated. They're overrated. And this movie made me realize what it is that made me think this. Um, there's a certain tempo and pace to his movies that... Uh, and this movie is finally, it, it, I saw it, and I was like, oh, that's why I fucking never am jumping over doing backflips and flipping out super excited about these goddamn movies. Um, and there's a, um, so sometimes when a movie has been, taken from a stage play like they don't they, they didn't turn the script into a movie script it's still a stage script so a move so it's a movie of a play basically so the play they haven't changed any of it they're just using the play as it is and filming that and they're doing cuts and edits and all that kind of stuff. But there's a certain tempo, especially especially in any long shot, there's a certain tempo to a stage play script in a movie that's always sort of irked me. It's a it's an unnatural tempo in which people talk and have a back and forth and dialogue. Tarantino movies has that tempo. It has that sort of where it it just feels like it's a play. And it just is it never a natural plays that don't have a very natural even if you see a play live, it's it's, it's not a complete net there's a certain way they need to act for them to even pull off stage play. So there's a certain sort of uh, not overacting, but there's just there's a certain sort of tempo there, and when they capture that on film, it always takes me out of it. And this is what the Tarantino movies do. And I know he likes to like it's from the fucking those B fucking slasher movie type. Ex- exploitation type movies that he likes to sort of bring into his movie and he's got a style and all that shit but that's what makes me go ah nah eh. this is I've never they've never sat right with me the, the the Tarantino movies I've dug them they've been okay they've been cool you know but I've never been like Ugh! you know you know I don't kill bill might be my favorite just because of the the story's cool and 
you know, but even that's got a, a, a tempo to it, you know, and I suppose, yeah, the ode to the old Kung Fu, I get, I get all his, all his little nods to all the shit that he digs or whatever. When it's put all together, it just has a weird tempo for me, but I'm not a big movie guy, so I could give a fuck anyway. I did an overrated about movies in general, didn't I? So fuck them. I don't give a shit. Fuck Quentin Tarantino. (laughs) (coughs) I don't give a shit. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What did I just listen to? Well, 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 let's do this. Um... Every week I try to react to a song that is on the Billboard Hot 100 charts. Uh, More than likely, it's going to be a pop song because it's on the pop charts. And I don't listen to pop music. I like heavy metals and hardcore and doom metal and post metal and hair metal and hard rock and rock and roll and 90s golden era hip hop and earth wind and fire and outlaw country a lot of different shit but not pop music so this is me reacting to a song that's uh it's on the pop charts there eh so let's see what we got this week. Um, this is a group called Glass Animals. I have no idea what this is about. This is the number 11 song in the country as of right now. Uh, I forgot what was number one. I think it was a Drake song, maybe. No, number one was... Um, we, we we checked it out a few weeks ago. It was... Uh, Little Nas X and, and another guy. We did it a few weeks ago. Anyway. Again, uh the top in the top twenty, there's like three or four Drake tunes. No Kanye. Drake beat fucking beat his ass. Drake beat his ass. So oh I saw a clip. What was that? I saw a clip of uh Drake getting booed off the stage. <laughs> I don't know how old that clip is, but goddamn, when you get booed off a stage, especially if you're a giant artist like he is, that's um, that's pretty rough, man. Uh, so anyway, uh, this week's reaction of the week is a song called uh, "Heat Waves" by an artist by the name of um, Glass Animals. Let's see what this is all about. Oh, I was gonna say. I was gonna say, that's a shitty mix on this song. (laughs) 
register if that's 808 hi hats hand clap or if that's 909 not because the kick sounds like a 909 but just the Doing the Billie Eilish close up to the mic, half whispering, singing type thing. song would have been better if it had some you know what I mean it's like drum and bass style little fills you know what I'm saying I don't know Mix that shit up, man. Don't fucking just simple ass. I mean, that's, you know, that's simple Simon shit, son. Throw in some, some pizzazz. Anyway. Pretty vanilla overall, though, right? I mean, it didn't do nothing from, it just kind of stayed at like a, like a six or seven level didn't really get fucking 
overly hype and then whispering, style of singing. Oh, I'm close to the microphone and I'm barely singing. Whispering, whispering. I don't know, man. Goofy, goofy trend that is whack. <coughs> that's I got, that's the cough, man. That's all that's left of this Rona is this cough that just lingers. If I drink something too cold, it'll definitely trigger the cough. If I uh, get going too much and laughing or, or, or getting loud, I'll start coughing. <coughs> God damn it. Anyway, uh, what else we got? What else do we got to talk about today? I don't think I have anything left in the in the list here. Oh, let's um. I mentioned it's it's been a while since I mentioned it, but maybe that I'm out here in the workshop, and the equipment's right here. Maybe I will go back to giving some attention to this. Um, I had mentioned that I was writing a rap tune. I don't know how uh, uh, how how often you listen to the podcast or, or how long ago maybe you started listening, but a good couple months ago probably I was... Because doing these reactions, and they're so simple, I was like, you know, I could fucking put together a beat that's going to be fucking way better than any of these beats. <laughs> and I have one. I got one ready to go. And um I um I've been writing lyrics, but I kind of like just wasn't giving it time. I wasn't putting any time into it and I kind of reached a little like beep. you know, I got like a I think I got like a 16 bar sort of thing. And um I think it's I think it's pretty good. As far as bars go, but I got to practice it and I got to get it down in order to record it. Right. You know, because a good MC, somebody that's doing that shit all the time or they can just boom, they can bang that shit out. It's they're, they're living, they're breathing it. That's what they do. Somebody like me who doesn't do this very often or at all. Vocals and shit. Um, you know, I gotta fucking get a little, I gotta, I gotta get some practicing. So I'm just saying that the rap song is coming. I don't know when, but it's coming. I'm going to get it done and I'm going to, I will debut it here and it's, and I still, you know, I'm kind of trying to be halfway serious. I mean, you know, there'll be maybe some funny lines in there or whatever, but, um, I like to take music seriously. I don't really like to be jokey joke with music, even though I do comedy and half the time the shit's, you know, well, comedy's jokey jokes, right? Comedy is jokey jokes, but I don't necessarily like to do, I don't like to do music that's jokey jokes. I don't, so I'm trying to do a sexy, legit, serious rap tune. There might be a funny line here or there. It's because there's funny lines in hip hop, Definitely. They're set up some punchlines and shit, you know, so there'll be that. But, and, and, I still want to line up some guests. I've talked to a couple of cats, and they were willing to come on. I just haven't 
even reached back out to him, and this is months and months ago, about uh, getting folks to uh, sit down and talk with me. I haven't done it, but um, I haven't really tried to do it either. All right? So that's that. We're towards the end of the program, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, this is where I tell you to please rate, review, subscribe, donate to the podcast, send your complaints to Sean underscore Boyles at yahoo.com, complaints, suggestions, tell me to fucking eat shit, Um, tell me you appreciate what I'm doing. Uh, whatever, just say, hey, say, I enjoy what you're doing over there. It's nice to, uh, get people, um, get feedback from people, uh, of them telling you, uh, what they think of what you're doing. And, uh, and I've gotten some of that a little bit here and there. Could definitely get more. Could definitely get more. All right. Earworm of the week this week, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so I was, um. There we go. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, this song, dude, talk about uh, this is a real good earworm because this song stuck in my head for at least five days. Now, uh, a few days back, I was uh, messing around with the guitar and I had an idea, but I, the idea was sort of spawned from. Um, the idea of this band now this band is a band called uh, uh they're a local band from the from here from San Francisco uh called uh, Time in Malta they were um they started in the late the like really late 90s and went into uh the mid 2000s uh definitely post hardcore kind of band um uh they uh i didn't when I got into them, I think they were already broke up by the time I started getting into them. When I was really getting into like post hardcore stuff, uh, them and Snapcase and and um, uh, um, Planes Mistaken for Stars. Uh, who else was I getting into? Uh, just you know, bands that were sort of heavy, but you know, still sort of had a had a tie to the hardcore scene. But we're moving on, doing new and different stuff, you know. So uh, I got I, uh, my buddy Mikey turned me on to these guys, and I was into it, you know. In fact, the beat that you heard at the top of this program when I did the ads, that beat is an original that I came up with on my little machine here years ago. And uh, it was actually inspired by this song. Because Mikey had an idea. He wanted me to write a beat off of this song. He's like, I'm really into this song. Give me a beat that sort of sounds you know, similar. Because I want to write a riff to that. He's all, so, so basically it was, I come up with an electronic beat inspired by this song and then 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 one step more removed would be a riff that he came up with because he just kind of liked the feel or whatever the song 
So anyway, so the beat you heard was, but this song, I don't know why this song popped up. Oh, I know why this song popped up. Um, the new band I'm in, Hazards, uh, a hardcore-ish band. I like to say they're hardcore-ish because it's not, there's no real direct line to like, oh yeah, but oh shit, that's hardcore. But there is because the hardcore that they t- that the band takes the most from is original hardcore punk, uh, mainly Bad Brains. Uh, Joey is into, and I've talked about this before. How you know Joey's into like Converge and Norma Jean and these kind of you know more angular kind of bands. So he brings a little element of that in. You know me being you know into a lot of different stuff and you know my playing as of late has been and when i say as of late like the last 10 years has definitely been more doom metal and and post post metal you know slow slow heavy uh but then i you know i play in zed which is like stoner rock kind of band hints of metal here and there but not really so um i don't know this band hazards it's a lot of you know it's this but not really there's a lot of post-hardcore influence, but not really. There's the old school first wave hardcore punk influence, but not really. There's a metal influence, but not really. So, uh, but I, 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 I was showing this this band to those guys. Hey, you guys remember these guys? And none of the guys had heard of these guys. The singer Gil, who's like way into post-hardcore. Was like I I like the band I like the music but I don't like the vocals, but uh, anyway, this song ended up being super super stuck in the head and it's a fucking great song. The song's called All Said and Done, off of the it's I think the second song on the first Time in Malta record. They did two, and then there was a split that they did with Breathe In, and Breathe In was like I was like who the fuck is Breathe In. Why do I know that name? And I still haven't figured it out. But then another whole other thing that, that that launched off of this whole time in Malta thing. So I saw the breathe in thing and then I was like, well, what was that band? So I was in a band called Grace Alley for a little while, for about eight months. And the singer of that band was this cat named uh, Sammy Winston, a.k.a. Sammy the Mick. Uh, Sammy the Mick passed away a few years back in a house fire. So I was in this band with this dude, Sammy Winston. Sammy Winston had a sort of small little label, sort of. Uh, he had this thing called Spider Ghost, a Spider Ghost gang, Spider Ghost Press Gang is what it was called. Spider Ghost Press Gang. When I. I don't know why I was like, what? Because I knew he had a Sammy Winston had a band that was a hardcore. So Sammy came out of the OBHC, which is the Oakland brand hardcore, and he was definitely affiliated with all those cats, and he ran with those cats. He was, you know, a fucking I don't know a lieutenant. I don't know how those things work. They were sort of almost like a gang. And uh, but that's uh, there's a bunch of bands from uh, from the Bay Area that were hardcore bands that sort of fell underneath the. Uh, the Oakland brand hardcore moniker, uh, the most notable being Powerhouse, which has recently gotten back together. 
minus the deceased Ernie Cortez. And um, they're back and uh, recording some new stuff, which I actually heard from my man Walter. I'm sure those guys would be pissed if they knew Walter let me hear something, but I doubt they listen to my podcast, so I don't give a shit. So anyway, I was trying to figure out what hardcore band Sammy the Mick had before Grace Alley. And he had two bands. He had a band called Ramparts, and he had a band called All Bets Off. When I went to go look for those bands, they came up on Apple Music with a 2020 release. My man's been passed away for a good five, six, seven years probably. (coughs) So somebody has released. So there was All Bets Off stuff on there. The Grace Alley. Um, there was a Grace Alley release. Uh, I only rec- I, I only recorded one song with Grace Alley. That's but that song was on this release. Um, uh, it was like they took two EPs that Grace Alley did and put them together as one release. And um, so Mikey, my buddy Mikey, was in this band. He 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 brought me into the band. I played for about eight months. I left the band. Because Sammy the Mick was fucking a little bit hard to deal with, and and um, he uh, ended up getting into a fight with a really good friend of mine. So I was like, "Nope, I'm out of here." But Mikey stayed, and Mikey was like the financial backer of the band. They pressed up some seven inches, and the cover of the seven inch, uh, Mikey's daughter's on the cover. So the 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 release that's on Apple Music, it, it's that cover. Mikey's daughter is on this cover and it's uh you know it's that and some other songs one of them being the one that I played on so but then I looked up all bets off and all bets off is on there April 2020 release um and we tried to think of some other bands that might have been on there but so somebody has recently uploaded to Apple Music from Spider Ghost Press Gang um a bunch of stuff that Sammy the Mick was involved in. So I would like to find out who, because it seems like somebody's making some money off of a dead man's work. And that ain't cool unless it's done for, um, some cool reasons. So I would, like I said, I would like to know who, who is in. So anyway, I told you all of that just to get to this week's earworm of the week. Like I said, a band called time in Malta, a song called All Said and Done. Very, very cool song. Uh, thanks for checking me out. I will see you, Dick Knuckles, next week. Be good. Keep it dirty. Bye-bye.
Fuck Stanton Avenue.